0: this podcast is for those of you who want to start or grow your business. You inhale everything you can about improving your mindset and may even have the action plan. But what's getting in your way every time? It's those damn human emotions. I'm Jessica McKinley, life coach for millennial entrepreneurs and your host of the What's Happening Podcast. Hi, Hapsters! It is What day is it? Normally I try and think of what day it is before I decide that I'm going to start this podcast, but not today because today is Thursday. And today I'm a little bit distracted by my excitement. And my excitement comes from having two, not just one, but two incredible conversations with my dear friend and inspiration and my personal Back pocket scientist Krista Beegler. She is Krista is an award-winning dietitian, nutritionist, online educator and the host of if you haven't heard of it right now, go and subscribe. If you're driving, pull over your car safely and then subscribe to the Less Stressed Life podcast. She specializes in helping health-conscious, high-performance women, which is pretty much most of our audience over here, overcome fatigue, bloating, and food reactions. She's also the owner of nutritionist.com and author of The Eczema Relief Diet and Cookbook. She helps listeners and clients with unique ways to improve the inflammation causing stressors that we inevitably have in life by sharing science that enlightens and inspires us. So thank you for coming on the podcast, Krista. It's long overdue
1: i'm excited to be here and to talk all things science we were talking off air and you had said you know even though what we're doing is totally different we have similar we feel similarly about things and actually Mm -hmm. i don't know how you i mean i know you are a personal development junkie but actually this week i have just been uh, what's happening, Podcast Junkie? And this morning, I was listening to one of your episodes, and, and you were talking about your experiments. You have so many terms you coin, and it's funny because I just I had an aha moment of my own where I thought, well, I do this same thing where we have kind of experiments on purpose. We're strategic. We have strategic experiments, and these are the things that help us grow. So, anyway, I'm glad uh, to be here as and talk about it as well.
0: So true, and listeners, you're gonna really have a fun time hopping back and forth between our two podcasts because uh, I've actually also will be a guest appearing for the third time on the less stress life podcast. But Krista has had quite an array of celebrity in the world of our, our world celebrity guests, Uh, some really uh, impressive authors. And when I say impressive, I mean like in my field of obsession, Mm -hmm. which is personal development and uh, you know, Shailene Johnson I know was on there and you know, if you're into happiness science, you will love some of the episodes that, of, of the guests that Chris has had on there. But today we're gonna be taking a different route and talking about a topic that I've talked to you guys about before on the show, but in a com- from a completely different angle. So when I talk to you about the results that you wanna create in your life and feelings, sometimes the word stress comes up. But what I'm talking about in terms of stress is the vibration in your body that comes from a thought. However, there is a different part of, um, stress, a different cause of stress. And Krista and I, when we, when she mentioned that we think the same way is that we do causal coaching. She does causal science with your, um, a symptom that you might be having to really figure out what is causing it, not just how to treat the symptom. And I want to know the same thing. So sometimes when you're looking at your stress and if you're feeling stressed, you can look to your thoughts and find the cause in your thoughts. And sometimes you really might hit a roadblock there and say, you know what, I'm doing everything that Jess is telling me. I'm really managing my mind. I have a coach. I'm doing all those things and that's helping, but I am experiencing some other stress symptoms that I think are coming from my body. And I want to be able to be aware of those and maybe make some changes uh, in a holistic approach, certainly with my mind, but with my body as well. So Chris is going to enlighten us to some of the science behind the physiology of stress. So Krista, why don't you just kind of dive in and tell us what this even means, physiology of stress?
1: Yeah, well, I'm kind of one of those people who needs to understand the why before I do something, right? I need to be motivated by that. So I'm much more likely to work on something if I understand it. So let's just go basic at first. Um, First of all, stress responses happen in the body. And in general, it's supposed to be a protective mechanism because our body is always trying to protect us. So we're familiar with the stress response, which is our Fight or flight, right? That is our sympathetic nervous system. And very commonly, we're overactivating our sympathetic or fight or flight response. And our rest and digest or parasympathetic nervous system is not getting as much love. And that can throw us kind of into a nervous system imbalance, which can cause a lot of issues. So let's just talk about what kind of happens. Like if you stub your toe, this is where the stress response needs to go it needs to go create some kind of inflammation which is another term for um stress sort of a scientific term for stress it needs to go there and send send help send help so it can get fixed right but what is supposed to happen is let's do some basic science your adrenal glands sit on top of your kidneys and they secrete both cortisol which is something we're familiar with and dhea which you will um cortisol you die without dhea um It really affects like blood sugar and some other things. So if you're thinking like hangry, et cetera. So, um, anyway, cortisol gets pushed out and what cortisol is supposed to do is last 90 minutes. This should mean if you drive home from work and you get a flat tire, you should be able to have a response address, like it should help you like power through that. And then you should be able to go to bed that night. Right. So what can sometimes happen, especially in the entrepreneur world, especially if you're trying to grow a business is sometimes we put kids to bed or we do something and we're like, all right, now I got to like start my whole second thing. We got to be doing stuff. I um, work with a ton of health professionals and different, different healers and things. And I have therapists as clients. And so I remember this one therapist was telling me, she was talking to me about her sleep issues. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, let's just, let's just back up. Like what's happening right before bed. Right. So she's mm-hmm. getting done seeing clients at 9 PM. I'm like, okay, so you're seeing therapy clients and depending on how you are managing, like how their emotions are affecting you. If you're an empath, um, you know, you could be having a heightened stress response for at least 90 minutes afterwards. So that puts you at 10 30. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, it depends on what you do after that or what kind of unraveling you need to do after that. Right. So right. not having good sleep, right. is non-negotiable it does not work but if we kind of understand what this stress response looks like we can kind of backtrack and say okay what's the, what's the deal here let's talk about when cortisol is also a friend right so we don't want it to be hanging out in super high places all the time but we should be able to get out of bed in the morning um, if you can't get out of bed in the morning that's also an upside down cortisol curve or a cortisol imbalance um, mm. so to speak or like something we've kind of accidentally created sometimes with our just our lifestyle so let me tell you what happens So cortisol awakening response or CAR is again, the get up and go in the morning. Helps you want to get out of bed. So what programs this is simply full spectrum light, hitting your skin, hitting your eyes. So if you get up in the morning and you don't see sun or you don't get full spectrum light, let's say it's winter, dark, you can get a light box. um, It can be hard to like, there's a ton of other things here too, but this is one of the first, this is low hanging fruit. It's free. It's basically free, right? Like, I could wake up and go look at the sun and improve my cortisol awakening response this week. Now, here's a thing that hurts and it doesn't work for this. If you get up and roll over and look at your phone, the light from your screen tells you it's noon. So if you're like sluggish in the afternoon, of course you would be if you get up and look at, if you're letting that program it when it hits your eyes. um, And that's the, that's the message that's being sent because when we get that light, like we're such cool circadian creatures right and so when we get that light it literally helps release harm. it helps produce that melatonin for the nighttime so super duper cool, but there is some, a hack, like, let's say you want to look at your phone in the morning, you can do a hack and you can turn it actually like red. If you like Google how to turn my phone screen red, um, you can do that like with like a shortcut on the side. And it's kind of a hack. Not that that's like great for us to wake up and react to what's on our phone. Um, but just like, it's fun to know how it's also totally just zapping our energy because it's confusing our, it's confusing our hormone release system. Essentially it's confusing our circadian rhythm because we always have to go back to kind of those primal thoughts like we we used to like rise and go to bed by the sun right so yeah of course it would make a huge difference
0: oh my gosh first of all i love talking to krista all the time and normally whenever we talk we talk like twice a year and the conversations last for like a full day (laughs) and then we both have like conversation hangover where we're like texting each other the whole next day about things that we thought of that we didn't get to fit in in our conversation and I'm sure that'll happen again so if you guys have plenty of questions please dm me and tag um both of us you can find us on instagram actually just tell us right now where can we find you on
1: instagram um so I'm actually at anti-inflammatory nutritionist because the podcast is called less stressed life. And that was really a synonym for inflammation. And mm-hmm. so anyway, anti-inflammatory <laughs> nutritionist.
0: So tag Krista anti-inflammatory nutritionist and tag me at what's happening WGS and ask us your questions. Cause you're going to have them. But first of all, I love, uh, I, for me and my type of brain, I really need acronyms. And so I'm like car, I will never forget that. Okay. Cortisol awakening response. Now I've got it. It's, it's in my brain. I'm very familiar with cortisol. You know, I have had the couple of, of uh, physiological drugs that I need to commit to memory. Cause it's really important for, for people to understand like, oh, I feel motivated, or why do I not feel motivated, or I feel a sense of urgency, or I don't. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a thought, right? Like Your thought is prompted by a feeling in your body first. Um, and so really, really interesting. I love thinking about this idea where like, if we're changing our circadian rhythm, which is the sciency way of saying it versus just saying like, Hey, if you used to wake up in the morning, like your ancestors, your great grandma used to wake up in the morning. And when the sun, before the sun was up and like get everything ready to go. And then as soon as the sun was down, like she had to get going. Cause as soon as the sun was down, it's like, all right, time to wind down and time to wind down your brain. I know I have a lot of clients that really struggle with sleep and stress, like induced stress. And they don't understand why. And a lot of times, and what I tell people to try and avoid doing is kind of the thing that you probably prescribe, but it's, it's because we have different, different uh, primary approaches, but like, I say, don't try and change the circumstance first, like try and see what thoughts you can change simply. Mm -hmm. And then you can kind of address the circumstances, but you know, there's a time and a place for both things. And when you need to like remove the circumstances and say, okay, maybe I, we try out setting a policy or setting some hours for myself that are going to be more conducive for me getting the hours of sleep that I need, or wake, wake up and Uh, implementing a morning routine. I talked about that on on Chris's podcast once a miracle morning routine for me that really set me up to be able to think whatever I wanted because my mind was so on the physiological side, it was clean and clear and like well rested, right? Mm -hmm. And so I love this idea that you kind of addressed my peeps, my high performers, um, the, that, those like type A people that are like, go, go, go. But like, what about these results? What about these huge goals that we set this year? Um, what can they look out for to kind of say, all right, am I pushing too hard? Or is this just what Jess would call the negative 50% where I'm kind of like in a little bit of chaotic thought pattern?
1: Well, I want to talk about that, but I wanted to riff on something you just said, you said a lot of people have trouble with sleep. So I, you know how we all have like our little things that we use as teaching tools. And so one of the things I use as a teaching tool is this triad. And so let's say the problem is sleep. So you can go about or back pain or whatever. I think you can go about something from a structural piece. So like, mm-hmm. what are those environmental influences essentially is what you're saying, what you kind of had said too, and you said, let's change that. So you go about it from a structural and emotional, as you had said, so change the mm-hmm. thoughts first, then right. you could change the structure of the environment and also nutritional. Right. So like, and yeah. of course, I think that's a very broad topic. Um, and I'd love to talk about the nutritional side effects that sometimes happen and sometimes manifest such as gray hair, um, which of course is very chronic but it's a crunch, It is literally a real sense. Sim- so when cortisol is up long-term, it will dump B5 pantothenic acid. And that's kind of nicknamed the stress vitamin or the gray hair vitamin. So oh my just gosh. not interesting. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's so fun because you see
0: every president go through it except for ones that dye their hair. Orange. Seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah. seriously. <laughs> um, so yeah. So what is the things that you look out for? Let's talk about some scientific things and then let's talk about some basic things. So, um, when I'm thinking about stress side effects from a scientific perspective, I'm thinking about, the, this is when it gets kind of bad-ish, but like I have people break out in different places, right? Or maybe mm-hmm. even have um, a crappier period or a crappier cycle one month because mm-hmm. of a lot of stress because hormones will be affected by stress in part with mm-hmm. nutrient gut stuff, um, blood sugar stuff, etc. cetera. Um, here is an annoying one because the other obnoxious thing is sometimes we self-induce accidentally stuff we're eating drinking we're like increasing cortisol so caffeine is really what I'm talking about here so caffeine can increase cortisol in some people and so you know I'm over here talking about stress with people right all the time yeah. <laughs> and so and then I'm sitting there and I'm feeling my eye twitch or if you have like restless legs or whatever but like twitches and restless I'm like so annoyed because this is a sign of a magnesium deficiency and I know that magnesium also gets dumped when cortisol is elevated and I'm so mad. I'm like, why am I having this stress response feeling? Like, I don't feel like I'm stressed. It's because I was drinking so much damn coffee. And so the cortisol was dumping my magnesium and creating that symptom and eventually gut things and things can come up as well. But those are like when it gets a little bit more serious. Actually, let me talk about serious ones and then I'll back up and talk about simple ones. Wait,
0: but really quickly, I would just want to mention what you just said right there was so funny because it's like, oh, you're like, I am a nutritionist I know it has solved for these problems so why is this happening to me it's like kind of when I have like a human moment or I'm experiencing like a negative emotion or create a negative result and I'm like I am a life coach like I shouldn't be a life coach who gets divorced for example right was like a thought that I had and then you like increase the result right like you're creating more cortisol for yourself by not mm-hmm. actually accepting and being okay with the fact that it's like, oh, also, I am a human being. I'm a life coach, yeah. but I'm also a human being first. You're a, a like a nutritionist, but you also like like coffee as a human being, and you like right. want to be awake
1: more. Someone, than someone said yourself. something ridiculous to me the other day. Like they were talking about things I don't like to eat, and I was like, I don't. I'm just gonna like talk to the hand right now. I am a dietitian because I like I love to eat, and I love traveling with people like me mm-hmm. because we like to search out great places to eat. And let's like, I am always thinking about what I want to eat next. Yeah. That is a reality. And
0: you know more, you know, of more foods. So therefore there's more foods to love in my opinion. Right. Exactly.
1: Okay. Go ahead with your triad. Um, yeah. So anyway, on that note though, like we all, I think we have to relearn things often. I've already learned that about myself and coffee. And it was beyond just that. It actually was really interesting. It wasn't just the caffeine. It was also the quality of the coffee, which is a whole different tangent. Uh But sometimes you have to relearn the same lesson. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> because you haven't been reminded of it for a while, and I think we were talking on my past last my podcast last week, and I have really kind of embraced this concept: is like your brain becomes a Google, and so sometimes just writing things down help you imprint that, or talking about it helps you imprint it in your brain again. So hopefully, you don't have to relearn that lesson so darn soon again. Is my oh
0: my thought. gosh, that's so funny! I, I, well, for you guys to just like kind of understand what she's talking about on her podcast last week, I was making an analogy, and I was saying about how um, we are kind of taught society teaches us in our school, our education system teaches us that the answers are all out in the world to be found and memorized and then regurgitated. And we'd never like look to ourselves first to find the answer. So it's why, and especially since Google has come out, it's like, oh, just Google it. Oh, just Google it, right? And your brain is like, oh, that's the simplest. And it's, it's our like go-to response. And my um, <laughs> solution has been, Fuck Google. And first I'm going to give myself an allotted amount of time to think of it. So if I'm ever trying to think of an actress and my instinct is like, just look it up on IMDb. I'm like, no, I'm going to give myself 10 minutes. And usually when you start to practice that habit, Mm. it's like all of a sudden you realize that your brain is a machine just like Google. And that if you condition it to start to like recall it, that muscle in your brain starts to like flex more frequently and it's easier for you to recall memory like uh, short-term or long-term memory the more you try and practice it when you don't practice mm-hmm. it like your brain won't remember what you know nine times nine is because you're not you're like I just have a calculator right
1: mm-hmm. um, like so a anyway, that
0: was an aside when you w- want to know what she means when like what do you mean your brain is a google okay go yeah. ahead
1: well, so stress, um, we're all going to have stressful times, right? And so I think it's mo- the most important thing I want you to know is that recognition and assessment and awareness is probably one of your best defenses because so commonly a high performer and a high performing woman, um, or someone who loves to succeed or likes perf- Maybe we tend to, at least a high performer, we're like, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, we can do this, um, and there's definitely a culture around that as well. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes we think, well, I'm fine. Like I'm a bright, intelligent woman. I should, I should be fine. It's kind of like I was working with this woman, and uh, I was working with her, this woman's daughter, and then we started working on her health because almost always, like it's great. We want to work on our children, but usually there's something for us too, right? Mhm. And so she said I mean I remember like she has some really particular nutrient deficiencies that were going to absolutely like make her not function well like going to have no like she's not going to actually be able to make energy because she doesn't have the key tools to make it right, right. um those were the deficiencies so like we got walking. that Basic vegetables, or like in her diet. Well, CoQ10, actually, more specifically. So Coenzyme Q10 is like a is a key in the cell that turns on energy production called ATP. So energy production inside the cell happens in mitochondria, which are 2,000 little organelles. And so basically, the fountain of youth is mitochondrial support. And um, she was low CoQ10 and some other things. To get those, oh, heart and liver. Um, But we do it as a supplement because um, because uh, those are the richest forms of of mitochondrial nutrients, which. this is a big deal for autoimmune. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is a big deal for autoimmune conditions. And so, you know, my mom couldn't eat for six months when she was diagnosed with a a horrible autoimmune condition called uh, myasthenia gravis. And she had a really severe case this March. And so, um, I went to her house and ground up, heart and liver because it was the most appropriate thing to do versus go to supplements. Um, so wow. when she could eat again, she was like, Oh yeah, I really love my liver. So like she's embracing it and it's good. So anyway, wow, total side note.
0: no, but that's so interesting. I think always kind of on like what I, I want this list that I could just like put up on my wall. That's like, if I'm feeling this, I'm sure like Krista could come up with a whole book I have an episode.
1: I have an episode called my checklist for fatigue or something like that. Like ooh. there's so many things. And so I walk through a lot of things and I don't know how much, there's so many nutrient patterns. Um, And I think I love testing micronutrients probably because it satisfies my inner nerd. And there's like so many patterns. It's not just like you have this, so right. you take this. It's right. like, if it Oh, you have, simple, you. Yeah, you have all of these. Yeah. You have all these. And so that actually means this instead. So it's kind of interesting. It's like, well, why is your body using up this particular nutrient? Oh so, my gosh. Thank okay, God. so so we're gonna have stress response no matter what. It's a matter of, can we control it and bring it back down? And um, uh, the other thing is, if we're gonna go through a stressful period, it'd be great for you to be able to see the light at the end of the tunnel and not just be like, well, mm. someday it'll be better. Cause we always do that crap, right? Like we always do stuff like that. Like, well, yeah. I'm hoping I'll be able to have time to do to take care of myself like
0: right
1: no you actually make that happen like you you change circumstances like unfortunately that is how it works like you That is
0: something i work on with my clients all of the time literally was just having a client call yesterday where this exact conversation was okay well you know that you're not going to make a be able to make a decision about this relationship really very clearly cuz there's a lot of things involved for months and months. So what I recommend is you have like a a regroup meetup point two months from now for you to kind of like reassess where you're at. It didn't change anything, and she, and she suddenly had like all of this like stress re- relief and like was freed to kind of like think about other things. And yet then it's approaching this date that she set for two months, and she's like, "What are we going to talk about?" And I'm like. The same thing you would talk about if you just talked every day throughout that, except for we give ourselves a break from thinking that everything needs to be solved right this second, mm-hmm. or that nothing ever needs to be solved. It's like that yeah. middle point.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. we're pretty unrealistic creatures. Like, and that's not a poke at anyone. It's just like we are the end. Yeah, <laughs> we are unrealistic. <laughs> um, so there are so there's like essentially, if you could imagine a dial. Uh, when I talk about long-term cortisol. Um, Over time, it could be kind of just up and down, like in the middle, like it's pretty normal response, Mm -hmm. it could be heightened. And so that heightened response might feel like and these are really tangible things that we think of it might feel like you're not taking care of your basic needs, snoozing your alarm. You don't have you don't feel motivated. Your to do list is overwhelming. You're not giving yourself a break. You're getting you're grouchy at people. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know where that aha moment came. I think it was in someone I interviewed, and it was like you know how you treat other people is a marker of your own stress load. So yes. it's kind of yes. a big deal. Thoughts of negative living on autopilot, not really react like that's kind of like it's it's elevating right. Um, and then there's also like if it's been um, if it's been on high for too long, you can get some burnout, but some other symptom, and that can look like just su- substantial fatigue. Can't really function without coffee. Um, uh, if you like, if you, and there's multiple reasons that some of these things can happen, but like if you get dizzy, irritable, um, or sleepy, if you don't have food like every four or five hours, um, cause your blood sugar is affected by, sure. um, so if your adrenals are compromised, then your DHEA would be compromised. Then your blood sugar balance would be compromised. Um, if you, so- to kind of
0: summarize it just because I feel like
1: I want to kind of like answer
0: for the listeners, like these two big questions, which is like, okay, if, if I'm having X, Y, and Z symptom, then what do I do? Right. So like the symptoms that you're saying are really like, be aware of the things to watch out for if you're a high performer and you're feeling stressed that might be indicators that you might need to make a change or kind of seek out someone like krista to kind of like assess hey do you actually have a cortisol imbalance or anything like that or um or a deficiency somewhere uh, would be the indications of if you're having anything kind of out of the normal like a like a twitchy thing going on or mm-hmm. a lack of sleep or the way that you're treating another person that's such a f- important marker to throw out there mm-hmm. i think that that's so key because i think for my clients that have a really really well managed mind they part of that and part of the work that we do together in our sessions is also to create hours and like i am very firm about not working more than 40 hours And some people, when I tell them that, because they come to me with like this business, that's really huge. And I tell them that and they, it's like, I'm threatening their life. And that's Mm -hmm. how I'm always like, okay, if you feel like I'm threatening your livelihood and your life by telling you, you have to work less than 40 hours, like hmm, that's an indicator that you're having some thoughts that are not very positive. Right. So, so you're experiencing all these things. Um, and then if that's the case, then what do they do? Like, where do they go next? From the physiological perspective.
1: That's a great point. So I would back up and just assess it first, right? Because if you don't, if you, if you are just pushing on the gas and you can't slow down, like if you don't have moments of rest and you don't see that you feel recovered after that, like you get, so you you're just digging a hole, right? Like Mm -hmm. you don't even realize it sometimes until you stop when you're in it. Like you haven't stopped long enough, to listen to what your body is saying if your body is giving you signs of breakdown you have to stop listen you have to change the inputs because that's the thing that you can control and then so i I think of this like you we can affect our inputs and then our body's got a lot of stuff it's trying to do on the inside so we nourish it right we do a lot of nourishment and sometimes you Mm -hmm. can do things you can do nourishing things sleep is number one so first Mm -hmm. of all i'd ask how is your sleep because the treatment for adrenal stuff is like sleep is like I can give I can I can nourish things back to health, but I cannot outdo your lifestyle. Right. So the things that have to happen are for the people who are super burned out. And there's a couple more symptoms like if they get a burst of energy at night, sometimes they just have an upside down cortisol curve, and they need just work on that cortisol awakening response. Right, so that can be right. A thing for that thing, um, and just like not feeling rested, et cetera. So anyway, but it's usually. lot of sleep if you get to the real burnout phase seven to 10 hours non-negotiable so that becomes first and this happens if people have had babies for a long time and like don't even know what sleep is like yeah so and you might need to work with a sleep trainer or something to work on that thing like Mm -hmm. you got to work on those lifestyle inputs first um you can eat a balanced blood sugar a blood sugar balancing meal every four to six hours so these people these high performers It can be contraindicated if you do intense exercise or you do intermittent fasting and you feel worse red flag. Okay. Because you don't have good blood sugar balance. You can't tolerate that intermittent fasting. So you need to eat. And this is good anyway. Like this is a good experiment. You should eat protein, fat, and carb every four to six hours. And for the people who are super burned out, if they don't do that, if they feel like they're hangry all the time, there could be some compromise there. Okay. And it could be related to some other things as well, but this is a potential. This is so helpful,
0: Krista, because I'm I'm hearing, like, we hear that, honestly, there's so many different things that can go Mm -hmm. into effect. So, like, where do we even start? So, it sounds like, okay, first look at the things that you can control that are free. Like, sleep, figure out your Mm -hmm. sleep situation and make it non-negotiable. Like, understand that there's no medicine that you can take that will outperform your sleep. I think sometimes people, especially those high performers, like they need to just be slapped across the face with that fact, um, Mm -hmm. especially from an expert like yourself. Right. And then um, secondary, your nutrition and understanding kind of from our favorite word ever, like experiment with it, see doesn't intermittent fasting work for me? I know some of my clients are a huge fan of that. Some people, it doesn't work, right? And it's not anything that is particularly means intermittent fasting is bad or good. It just means like, it's not what's working for your body right now and listen Mm -hmm. to it and respond to it. So then that's second, what else?
1: Yeah, so, and I wanted to mention, it's not your fault if you can't sleep properly, Mm -hmm. Um, right? So there's some physiological under things. Like that's one of my favorite things to work on if someone doesn't sleep well. Oh yeah, there's some bacteria things that can be going on affecting serotonin and melatonin production, et cetera. So yeah. I find that really fascinating. If you feel like you've done the lifestyle things already, right? So, mm-hmm. so sleep, reducing the stress inputs, but blood sugar balancing meals. Um, exercise that's restorative and not like degrading. So if you do a high intensity workout and you feel worse, um, you really should consider walking, yoga, Pilates, et cetera, and do that nourishment first. Okay. And then lastly, um, one of the key big pieces would be those self-care practices. And those don't need have to be going to get a massage. It's literally like, um, one of the things I had to work with a client on which was you aren't taking a day off, period. Like you don't take the weekends Mm. off. So you're always on. So Mm -hmm. you're not getting any space. And meditation is the act of literally space. Like this is why sometimes I, like if I feel like I'm in a funk, I just like tidy my office instead because it's like cathartic as someone mm-hmm. said the other day. Like I think it was, um, one of our mutual friends, I, I told her something. She was like, Oh yeah, I just, I vacuumed the other <laughs> So like, I just needed <laughs> empty space. Like sometimes we aren't allowing our brain to stop. And so we need that as well. I mean, I mean there's so hello. many more things.
0: But. The, one of the most popular shows on Netflix right now is a professional organizing reality show called the home edit right now. And it's about organizing our stuff. Like, I mean, how meta we're getting to this place where as humans, we have like so much stuff and we're trying to get to that place and achieve and like get more and more and more. And then we get to this place where it's like overwhelming and we don't have any space. And so now Mm. we're addicted to creating more space Mm -hmm. and it's so fun. I mean, I I just like, I think it's so, it's so fun and so interesting. And you said about that space, I think like, I just love the way you said that it's, it's such a metaphor for everything that I do with my clients, but particularly right now I'm creating a course on scheduling because it's one of the favorite mm. tools that I use my clients. And the very first step in scheduling is called fun first. And I, mm. when I say fun first, that's just like, I love alliteration, but really fun in all, in all intensive purposes really is about creating space in your calendar from the things that you have to do and the maintenance work and the growth work to like the stuff that you just want to do just because. And some mm-hmm. of that is like eating. Like so many of my clients, when we start to do scheduling, they forget to schedule
1: eating into exactly. their life. And I'm you're like, right.
0: let's look at this and like step back. Like you're not even going to take a lunch
1: yeah that was and I will tell you I have to be honest here when I first got into practice I would miss like it would get over scheduled all the time Mm -hmm. and then I finally put it on the calendar so it wouldn't get over scheduled and my husband when he looks up he's like who has to put eating lunch on their calendar I was like because otherwise people schedule over the top of it. Yes. And then I get, and then I wake up and I'm pissed off because I'm not gonna get to eat. And I'm like, it's my favorite thing. So I'm wondering what the <laughs> hell am I even doing this job for? <laughs> Just That's kidding.
0: Right? <laughs> you no, know, I so no, it's so funny because you guys can't see the video right here, but like right before we started, my boyfriend brought me in a a like burrito that's like smells so delicious and it's literally sitting next to me and I'm like staring at it while I'm talking to Christians (laughs) Uh, and I'm like just thinking about how funny it is because I have a call right after this and I am making it a policy where like I just eat lunch no matter what and my lunchtime around clients before I schedule I'm like just letting you know I might be eating during they're allowed to eat like I am all for making sure that that is in your day so if you if you, I know that like Kristen and I could talk literally forever, but uh, what are like the, the final things that like, you need us to hear? Um, and then we'll have to probably just have a, a secondary part two episode to
1: bring you back on. And, I want you to know just like, if this spoke to you, it's not your fault. Right? There's nothing that's your fault. It's literally, it's awareness is your best tool. And sometimes when people say to me, the sense of awareness that they've gained from working together, I'm like, that is a gift. Like that is a gift to me that you say that, that is like literally what I'm looking for. I am looking to empower someone all the time to to do this on their own eventually, right? Like that is the goal. And I know that sometimes you do need personalized nutrition. You need those biochemical markers to be able to see, so you're not guessing anymore because you've already tried the guessing game and it doesn't right. work. Um, but I want you to know that, like Jess says, you have a lot of answers inside yourself.
0: Yes. So look inward. Definitely, you know, for me all the time. Like I know the answers are inside of myself. But um, surround yourself with those champions. My client Wendy always says that, and I really love that. It's like is at the same time, we have to manage our mind, manage our mind, but that burns energy to manage our mind. And one thing that you can do to replenish, as Krista keeps saying all the time, is to put all of those inputs in place that are going to replenish you consistently. That includes scheduling, which will create space. It includes eating and knowing what to eat. It includes exercising. and, And then after you're doing all of those things, then just doing what Krista says and get back to awareness and look and see how did all of these things that I've done as an experiment, what is it showing us? What's the data here? And how can I take this and go forward and make some, take some new experiments, right? Mm -hmm. I love it. All right, Krista. Well, if we, what is coming out for you? Uh, sometimes I know you're always working on like 10 new projects. Uh, you know, you just came out with a cookbook, but where can we find you if people really want to work with you?
1: Yeah. So you can find it in a couple places, but Krista Bigler.com or less stressed will take you to those sites. So that'll take you to the podcast. And I would love if you would come over to the podcast and spend time with me.
0: Yes. Krista is a top 50 nutrition podcast. It is really, I always learn something that then is like a really fun, like, pretty, um, tidbit, like fun fact to always have in your back pocket. Almost all of my fun facts come from Krista's podcast. So <laughs> it's like, wait, I've heard this somewhere before. I thought that, that was is you.
1: hilarious. No. I'd love to know what some <laughs> of your fun facts are.
0: <laughs> so good. You guys. All right. Thank you for spending time. Um, really just hanging out with the two of us. Cause this is what our conversations always sound like. Um, but I would love to have Krista back on the podcast and really I'll bring her back the second we get like five solid questions from you guys for her and then i'll bring her back and we'll just start with those and answer those and have some more fun all right you guys i'll talk to you soon krista thanks again thanks